what kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hey, everybody. I want to talk to you for a second here about Canva, specifically Canva presentations that are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation. So start designing today at Canva.com. Designed for work. Just go to Canva, C-A-N-V-A dot com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. There's Chuck Bryant. i got to come up with something new, Chuck. I know. You say there's like, there it goes. Like I run by the studio <laughs> so or long, something. Chuck. Thanks for coming by. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll figure this out. Maybe... When we're not recording, so sure. We'll just take the extra effort. That means we'll have to speak outside of this room, though. I, yeah, we weird. don't do that. We're like uh, Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey. They do that? Or like the Gallagher brothers from Oasis. Yeah, they hate each other. Right. But when they get together, it's like pure gold, you know? It's magic, man. <laughs> so, uh, Chuck, have you ever seen the 1997 John Woo movie Face Off? I have not. Good. Chuck, you want to talk about face transplants? Yes. You remember Travis the Chimp? It was like my first blog post ever. Uh, yeah, yeah. That chimp that went crazy in uh-huh. New Hampshire? Sure. Yeah. Well, apparently he tore that woman's face off. Oh, really? Yeah. There, there was a transcript of the of the 9-11 call, and one of the cops is like, you need to send an ambulance out here. There's a man down. He is in trouble. He, the guy couldn't even tell it was a woman. Like, her face was pulled off. Wow. Um, and, uh, one of the things, one of the first things I heard after the detail, that grisly detail emerged was that this woman would likely get a face transplant. Right. And I'd heard of them, but vaguely and, and hadn't really put much thought into uh-huh. a face transplant, you know? Right. I remember just from, uh, and we'll talk about her later, but the French woman was the, the one I, that came to mind. I hadn't heard about her. I wasn't paying attention, I guess, in what, 2005? That was a, a rough year for you. It, it was. <laughs> let me think. Very hazy. Huh. <laughs> Holy cow, I lost 2005. I'm going to have to give some thought oh, yeah. to this while we're practicing new intros, right? Sure. Okay, so um, so yes, this, this poor woman who was attacked by this rampaging chimp who was eventually shot to death by the police right. um, will likely get a face transplant. And we just so happen to have an article on the site appropriately titled How Face Transplants Work. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today, right? Yeah, I love this article, by the way. It was gruesome. It was gruesome, but it was really, I don't know, Stephanie Watson wrote it. It's just really well-written. It is well-written. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, There's uh, all sorts of pictures. Yes. Um, And actually, there's an illustration. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Um, The the face is kind of draped over the skull. Right. I like the face on ice uh, slide. Yeah, yeah, that was the best one. I I think, uh, I wonder if Marcus did that one. We'll never know. We'll never know. No. So, Chuck, um, the, the, the first successful transplant of any kind was what, 1954, and there was a physician, I think he was in Boston, named Joseph Murray. Yes. And he carried out the first uh, successful kidney transplant, mm-hmm. and he did it using identical twins. Which was the key early on. Mm-hmm. Like, people had tried transplanting things before, 
but you know, in in the transplant went well, but ultimately the body rejected it. You know why? Uh, I want to hear your explanation, <laughs> pal. Well, it's because the body isn't very receptive to foreign tissue. So no. when you get, or back in those days, when you would get something transplanted, your body sees that as a foreign invader, just like it would a disease or something. Yep. And the white blood cells uh, kick into gear and just go into attack mode. Yeah, the body no likey foreign invaders. No, but if you were identical twins, um, you had enough of a match to where it worked out. Right. The problem is, is most people who need transplants don't have identical twins. Yeah, exactly. So it's a, it's a terrible way to you know establish medical right. procedure. But it was Maybe a good way to start. Well, sure, and it was successful. He showed that you can transplant human tissue from one person to another, mm-hmm. and it be successful. So that was like the real milestone. Fifty four. 1954, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, you know, people started exploring other ways to do this without, uh, you know, um, identical twins. You know how? I <laughs> want to hear your explanation. <laughs> well, you're really piping up today, aren't you? I know. Uh, in the, by the 1960s, what they figured out is if they could suppress your immune system, mm-hmm. then you could, uh, using drugs like uh, cyclosporine, you could, you could be successful with a transplant. And what they're trying to suppress are things called antigens, which are uh, proteins. Yes, sir. And they're found on the uh, exterior of um, uh, uh, tissue, mm-hmm. t- uh, tissue cells, right? Yeah. Um, and, and those are the things that create, that prompt an immune response. So mm-hmm. they're the ones that sense like, whoa, 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 I don't remember this hand being here before. We lost our hand. What's going on here? Go get rid of that hand. Right. And then the white blood cells attack like the cavalry. Yeah, which yeah. is awesome. I mean, it's great. It's cool that your body does this because that means you have a robust and uh, violent immune system. Right. Of course, if you're trying to get a transplant, <laughs> it's no good. But right. you want your body to go after things with vigor like sure. that. Sure. Yeah, like MRSA. You don't want that. No. No. But, um, yeah, if you have a, a hand, you, you, you wish you could tell your, your antigens to just settle down. It's your new hand, and you're pretty fond of it. Right. I'd like to uh, keep it. Right. So so the problem is, is the, the drugs that they came up with were immune suppressive, meaning, okay, the, the antigens are no longer being prompted to attack the hand or send the white blood cells to attack the hand, but they're also not being prompted to go attack the MRSA right. bacteria exactly. that's in your body now. Um, so you, and, it left you susceptible to other problems down well, the road. Well, pretty much everything yeah. else. I mean, how many uh, bacteria and viruses and just germs in general do we come in contact with any every day? A lot. And, and we don't even notice. Like right. we, we did that one on uh, toads causing warts. Mm-hmm. And like 20 million people have the human pavlova virus. Right. And, um, you know, a, a very few are actually suffering from it. We don't even right. know we're carriers because Thank our you, bodies buddy. can ward yeah. it off. Right. So... We had to come up with something better, and they did, but it was along the lines of, of um, immunosuppressive drugs. Uh, we just got them a slightly more refined, right? Exactly. Once we had that down, we started really going crazy with heart transplants, yeah, lung the 80s, transplants. 80s and 90s is when they really kind of started mastering this whole technique. Right. And then after that, after the vital organ transplants, we started getting into those hand transplants. Mm-hmm. i got to tell you, I find that fascinating. Yeah, me too. It's very Luke Skywalker-esque. I knew you were going to say that. Thank you. You know me so well. Well, Scott. the way you're doing your hand, it was sort yeah. of like the scene from the movie. Yeah, it looks like it. Oh, yeah, they can't <laughs> see, can they? Okay. Um, so, so inevitably, we end up at facial transplants. Right. And it took a little while, but really, if you think about it, we went from the first successful kidney transplant to the first successful face transplant in about 50 years. Not bad. That's pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. So so let's talk about it. You want to talk about that poor girl in uh, 1994, Sandeep Kaur? Yeah, this is just awful. Or Kaur? 
1994, Josh. She was nine years old in northern India, and she was chopping grass to feed her buffalo, her family buffalo. Which is a noble pursuit. Very much. And her hair got caught in the threshing machine and basically pulled her entire face and scalp and hair right off of her. Clean off of her scalp. Yeah. Yeah, and, and her family reacted promptly. Mm-hmm. They threw her face into a bag, yeah. put the girl on the back of a moped, mm-hmm. and drove to the closest um, hospital, which was three hours away. Yeah. So they drove their faceless, scalpless, hairless daughter to the hospital on a moped for three hours. And the doctors took a look at her and were like, we can't do skin grafts. This girl's never going to function properly again. Right. So they actually put her face, scalp, and hair back on. Amazing. And she she's functioning. Yeah, I actually just I saw a picture of her at 19 uh, on the internet. How's she looking? She looks good, you know. I mean, there's some scars, obviously, and I think her right eye has a little bit of a droop to it. So, I mean, you can tell, but... <laughs> you know, if your yeah. face has been pulled clean off by a sure. thresher, you really can't complain about the little droopy eye. I was impressed. Yeah, I'll put it that way. So that, that was technically the first facial transplant, mm-hmm. but the first real transplant from a, 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 a donor... Came in 2005. Can I handle the grisly details on this one? Please. There's something that I noticed in researching uh, how face transplants work, and that is that all face transplants begin with a horrible, gruesome event. Yeah, there's really no way to lose your face if, unless there's some horrible accident. And even if there's like a, a disease, it's a ravaging, horrible disease too. Right, like, like uh, uh, tumors or something sure. like that. Or yeah. the well, the elephant man disease, I think, is what they call it. Yes, he was not an animal. No, no. Um, so this woman uh, was named uh, Isabel Dinoir, mm-hmm. and uh, she was a French woman. And in 2005, she popped some sleeping pills, passed out on her couch, and she woke up. I don't know if this is a normal habit of hers or not, uh, but she woke up and uh, went to go light a cigarette and found that it kept falling out of her mouth. She didn't know what was going on, so she goes to the mirror, and the lower half of her face I took from below her nose down was gone. She was nothing but, like, tissue and teeth. Yeah. And apparently, from what I understand, and I know you know something different. I'd like to hear it. From what I understand, her black lab chewed the bottom of her face off while she was sleeping. True. Is that true? It is true, but there's – and I, I couldn't get a straight answer. I read a bunch of articles and follow-up articles on this today, and I still didn't get what I think is the absolute truth of what happened. Some people – um, claimed she was committing suicide, and then the doctors denied it. But then one doctor said that she had tried to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. And um, then the, the whole dog situation, you know, black labs, I mean, you're a dog guy. They, they aren't I attack dogs. I couldn't believe that a, a lab would do that. Right. So what they think might have happened was she was out, and the dog was concerned um, because they thought she was dead mm-hmm. and was pawing at her face and became really ex- like agitated and upset and pawed and scratched to the point where, you know, there was blood probably, and then started chewing it's on like, it. Like oh, blood! Trying to evidently Down trying to that. wake her up, but there's speculation about that too. Huh? But they but they think the dog did do it for some reason or another. They think the dog did it for a reason, trying to arouse her from her slumber. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I think I read someone else said that you'd have to be so far out of it to not wake up with that kind of pain sensation. Yeah, right that it had to have been a suicide attempt. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I knows? thought it was a little odd that she took pills and fell asleep on the couch. And, right. I mean, uh, yeah. But. And then she came out later and said that she hit her head and was knocked out. So 
I'm not exactly sure what happened. All I know is the dog was put to sleep, which really is upsetting to me. That is upsetting, mm-hmm. especially if it was trying to rescue her. Right. You know? I mean, the whole thing is upsetting. Regardless of what happened, Isabelle Dinoir got a face transplant. She did right? indeed. Uh-huh. And this was the first major uh, news-worthy uh, face transplant. Which I still didn't hear about. Well, that was a rough year for you. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI, and Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more, while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so, uh, apparently they could have taken tissue from her chest uh, to repair the damage, but she wouldn't have had very much movement. Right. It would have just looked like a face, but not really. Exactly. Like but, a fake eye or something. Right. But they, what they want is feeling and function uh, going on. They wanted to be able to smell and feel and have all the senses well, yeah. reacting. That's the ideal. Most surgeons are perfectionists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so what they did was they found a donor. Here's where we're getting to the ethical aspects. Right. Can we jump ahead and move around a little bit? Please. Okay. There's the, the only person who can be a face donor is one who has to be on life support. Right. Brain well, dead, sure. on life support. Well, someone has to be alive. Right, but... But you wouldn't give up your face. So. Sure, no. No one's that chance. I, I just want to get specific. Thanks, it has to It has to come from a live donor, and the only scenario where that could happen is if you're brain dead on life support. And then the family has to agree yeah. to... Pull the plug, essentially. So. Right. And remember, we did the uh, how comas work, mm-hmm. and we were we were positing whether or not people feel pain in deep vegetative states. Right. And you got to hope not when they're taking your face, because that's exactly what they do. Mm-hmm. They, they go to the donor. They move the donor into the operating theater. They take the face off. I, I imagine they cut around the scalp and then down behind the ears, right. maybe in front of the ears, whatever, and, uh, below the chin. And that would be a full face transplant right as our illustration shows they put it on ice well this was a partial face transplant okay so so it would have been like the lower part of the face right but whatever part of the face you need whether it's full or partial it would be cut off removed uh, depending on whether or not any of the connective tissue was needed still right any bone right any fat Mm -hmm. uh muscle Muscle, all that stuff may be taken as well and then it's again put on ice or whatever transported to wherever the recipient is and then all of these things are reattached. Blood vessels are reattached. Right. It, a connective tissue, all this stuff. Um, and you have to do it in such a way. Well, number one, skin tone's kind of a big, 
a big consideration. To find a match, sure. Um, you want to find somebody, you have to do HLA testing or matching. Right. Uh, which is that antigen testing to uh-huh. make sure that, that you have a similar enough immune system that the, it, there won't be a rejection. Right. Um, you may have to put bone down, as was the case with a, a Chinese guy in, uh, what, 2006. Yes. And uh, he was mauled by a bear. Right. What What is going on? Right. He was mauled by a bear, and this was a, a unique case different from uh, the French woman because he was missing skin and part of the bone in his nose and cheeks. So right. She, he was a huge challenge. Right. Hers was just uh, skin, and his required quite a bit more. Yeah. And we're talking like teams of 15 to 20 doctors over the course of 15 to 20 hours. Well, with uh, uh, Madame uh, Dinoir, uh-huh. she had a team of 50 doctors. Wow. They started at 10.30 at night, and they finished at 4 the next day, 4, af- four in the afternoon. Right. It went straight through. The irony is, is if she did try to commit suicide, her face was donated by a woman who failed in a suicide attempt. I know. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, it's a little odd. But yeah, okay, so these they, they also practice... Uh, the people right, who... mice and cadavers. Rats, cadavers, rabbits. There's a picture of, a, I guess, one of their test subjects, a rabbit with a face transplant on page zero, the first page uh-huh. of this article. And it's just cute as a button. Yeah. Uh, but it's also furry. We don't have the luxury of fur as humans, so they kind of have to do a, a, a relatively good job reconstructing a face. Right. And it usually takes more than once. There'll be several phases of surgery. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it shows... Uh, and I've seen pictures of the, the French woman over the course of different surgeries getting better and better. Um, what I thought was interesting was that once you have the surgery, you need to be on these immunosuppressant drugs for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So it's it's good that you're able to live through this and get a new face, but these drugs also put a serious dent in your ability to survive right. and live a long life. Right, and uh, apparently Madame de Noir is uh, not really helping things along. She refuses to quit smoking. And I thought you might respect that. And the doctors are like, come on. Yeah, she smoked pretty soon afterward, too. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, if you're a smoker, you're a smoker, dude. Face transplant or no? I guess so. Yeah, my first father-in-law got, like, uh, shunts put in. He was smoking and golfing, like, a couple days later. Really? He just wouldn't stop. Wow. Heart shunts, I should say. Okay. Cardiac shunts. Um, Now, Josh, these are all partial transplants, uh, even in the case of the one from China. And as of uh, the writing of this article, we actually need to update this article. There there were no full transplants, but there have been since then. Chuck, I have to say you were killing it today. The (laughs) external research, you corrected me at least once, if not twice. I am proud of Chuckers. Thank you, Josh. Compass head hearts Chuckers. Um, so yes, Josh, I'm ignoring your praise. There have been two transplants that I know of. There may be more, but I've, I've noted a couple that have happened that are full facial transplants. One of them was a woman in Chicago who they haven't named. Mm-hmm. They're keeping that quiet. Who the doctor basically said she didn't have a nose. She didn't have a mid face at all. Wow. And they were able to transplant, Josh, almost 83 square inches of skin with muscle, bone, upper lip, and nose from the donor, still attached. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And uh, it, the, the Cleveland Clinic is where all this is going on, man. If, if you need a face yeah. transplant, you want to be in Cleveland. Sure. Uh, and then there was a man, a French man, who had the uh, elephant man disease. Yeah, I see you have a picture there. Can I see? Yeah. Wow. Looks wow. a lot better, doesn't Quite he? a difference, yeah. And this was just um, March of 2008. Mm-hmm. He had a transplant, and... New lips, new cheeks, new nose, new mouth. We should we should uh, publish those that fo- that before and after photo on our blog after the this blog. this podcast comes out. What do you think? Yeah, let me look and see if we can get rights. To okay. Do so. 
Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI, and Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more, while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I think we can. Okay. But, um, (laughs) yeah, so apparently they can do full facial uh, transplants now. It's... It's an amazing and amazing thing. Well, that brings up another ethical concern besides, you know, taking the face of somebody who's not dead but is brain dead. Right. Um, the other ethical concern that, that some parts of the medical community worry about is what happens when the wealthy are like, you know, I don't want collagen or Botox. I'm just going to get a facial transplant from a poor brain dead person. You know, I'll pay yeah. the family like $20,000 and take the face. You know... I saw that in the article, and I don't buy it because right now, like, they do a good job with these transplants, mm-hmm. but uh, the end result certainly doesn't, you know, if you're like, if your aim is to be extremely handsome or beautiful, that's not what you're going to get right now with a face right transplant. Right now, sure, but again, Chuck, we went from the first kidney transplant to face transplants True. in 50 years. True. Where are we going to be 50 years from now? And I mean, really, is there anything stopping vanity? No, there's not. And that's especially, a good point. especially if we harness um, genetics so that we can age. Right. We 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 harness longevity, mm-hmm. um, but we still kind of age poorly. You don't think that people are going to pay for a face transplant by eighty if we're living to like one twenty on average? What I think will happen by in fifty years is there'll be other ways to make yourself beautiful, like you said, to stop the aging process. There'll be other ways besides. Uh, finding a beautiful brain dead person to take their face, I think. Okay. That's just that's just me. We'll see. Of course, you know, learning. I to won't be... see, buddy. I'll be long gone. Uh, both of us will, Chuck. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going first too. That will donate your face. No. And actually let me also say this. This is such an, a tangential aside. Did you know that if you are an organ donor, you should and you have a problem with your head being used uh, in, in, for cosmetic surgery practice. Uh-huh. You have to specify. I do not want my head used for cosmetic surgery practice. Really? Yeah, because they if you go into a uh, a med school that focuses on cosmetic surgery, heads, and they practice on you doing facelifts and stuff. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, as long I, as they, yeah, I, I'm me. an organ donor, <laughs> and actually, I need to make that little caveat there. Like, do not use my face. It's too pretty. I wonder if I. Noted that you can use my face, but let me wear my flat cap. 
That would be cool. Yeah. With like your tongue hanging out and right. one eye open still, but your flat cap's on. Cool to the end. Nice. So, of course, the best thing you could do is learn to be pretty on the inside, and then you wouldn't have to worry about anything. Unless you're mauled by a bear, your black lab chews the bottom of your face off. Then you get a pass for the face transplant thing. Absolutely. You want to learn more about that? It's a really cool article. You can type how face transplants work into the handy search bar on HowStuffWorks.com. And uh, are we still doing Plug Fest? All right. Our producer, Jerry, says yes. So let's do it, Chuck. Let's start with the blog. Abbreviated version. Yes. Blog good. Blog fun. <laughs> Josh Chuck write blog. Fans read blog. Fire bad. All right. Moving on. Okay. The Stuff You Should Know, Super Stuff Guide to the Economy. Uh, that's on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Three ninety nine. Worth the money. Getting good feedback. Type in Super Stuff on the search bar on iTunes, and you can get it. All right. Plugfest is over. Okay. So then it's time for Reader Mail. And uh, I see that that podcast finally came out where we said Haiku is dead once and for all. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. It's interesting. We still have some people writing in that are uh, upset about the lack of haikus, and then um, many others writing in saying, thank you, because I was tired of it as well. Well, in case anyone didn't get the memo, let's play that little clip from that uh, that listener mail where we do say that haiku theater's dead. Here it is. Right, Josh, this is significant, because today is the day where we retire haiku theater. Thank Did everyone hear that? We are retiring haiku theater. We love your haikus, and you can still send them if you want, but we're not going to read them anymore. Agreed. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you. Thank you, Chuck. (laughs) So as you can see, I'm not lying. Haiku theater is clearly dead. I don't see any reason for anybody to send in haiku. No. But what is not dead, Josh, are mistakes that we occasionally make. That will never (laughs) die. That will never (laughs) die. And we got a correction um, from one we just did on the world ending in 2012. Mm -hmm. And this is a good one. And I like to read the good ones. Yeah. The good science ones. Sure. Um, Just wanted to make a small correction. You mentioned that the lava flows can be used to determine the direction of magnetic north in the past, which is true, but it is not because the lava actually flows toward the pole. So, evidently, Josh, there are magnetic properties of some of the individual mineral grains, and I know someone mentioned iron in one of their emails, inside the molten lava, and that becomes aligned with the direction of the pole. So when the lava cools and hardens, that direction is locked in. So the lava doesn't necessarily have to be flowing north, but the iron particles and other minerals in there are pointed north. And evidently, you said the lava flows north, and that's not true, buddy. So uh, samples of the lava, if collected with care, to note the original orientation, can then be brought into the lab and uh, geo-referenced. And we get a big cheers from Jessica for that one. And hey, cheers back, Jessica. Also, uh, Peter wrote in about that. Thanks, and Peter. And John the Yellow Dart. Thank you, John the Yellow Dart. And we're not allowed to say last names anymore. That's why, if you're wondering. Oh, are we going to get in trouble for the Yellow Dart then? No, that was it was actually John the Yellow Dart blank. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Well, but, thanks, so we'll John, the Yellow, John Dart. the Yellow Dart. Can we say blank then? Sure, John the Yellow Dart blank. So his last name is not blank. No. We know for a fact. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so okay. Because wouldn't that be ironic? It would. All right. Well, thanks to all of you who wrote in to correct me. You know how much I love that. And uh, if you want to send a correction in or tell Chuck that his hair is beyond awesome, you can do that by sending an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? 
Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hey, if you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. Use promo code STUFF. 20 to receive $20 off your first month for listening to this podcast. Switch now at Visible.com. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month.